All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The first selection of the National Hockey League draft belongs to the Daily Faceoff podcast. Comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, jam, stop! Stop! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. Into the zone, Sikora picks it up, got it back near side of Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 22 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Sagan. We got Beeps Bonnie back in the house tonight. Missed for one you. week, but he's back. How's it going, Beeps? It's going good, you know. Uh, I was a little, a little thrown off by the day and stuff. and Just had some stuff, so back on schedule, though. It's good to be back, yeah. Yeah, you know, I had to, had to rest the vocal cords, so <laughs> we're coming back flying tonight. Extra hot. Um, yeah, just call me the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> True. Uh, you didn't really miss a whole lot. We talked about literally, like, every single waiver wire pickup on the planet. Literally, all we talked about was... Every single yeah. one. Yeah. Anybody between 20 and 30% owned, we talked Potential about... Potential John Scott pickup if he gets called up. So, every single one? Yeah. Legit, yeah. everyone. <laughs> John Scott comes back. Is I, he in I, the A? No, he's, he's, no, he's, he's like just so a... He's a dad. Three off. They making that movie yet, or what? Yeah. It's coming in. Can't wait to see it. Um, and... You've already heard from him, but B, or, uh, Dylan D. Bertham's here as well. How's he going, D? Doing well. Good. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> Doing All right. well. Um, so, 
We'll get back to talking about the DFO Stars of the Week here. Uh, it's the Stars of the Weeks, though, considering it was the, you know, everybody was on by. Half the league was on by going into the All-Star break, and then the rest of the league was on by after the All-Star break. So uh, teams were only playing like three or four games over uh, a two-week span. So we'll cover those two weeks, even though it was basically one week for each team. So, um, D, we'll start with you. Who do you got? I got Carter Hart. Uh, one of only two goalies to rack up three wins in the NHL over the last two weeks. Uh, the other other was Connor Hellebuck, and Hart's numbers blew him away. Hart won all three of his starts, posted a 2.27 goals against average and a 9.31 save percentage. Pretty slow couple of weeks, so that run of play from Hart was good enough to get the, the nod for me. No one really jumped off the page offensively, except for Jack Rosnick, but only yeah. 5% owned. Yeah, so. yeah, he was outstanding. Like, it was wasn't crazy. even supposed to play. Wasn't even supposed to play, yeah, game time decision, and then just out of nowhere. just That game was fucking insane yeah you know he could have played and nine he could have not played and it wouldn't, wouldn't even matter or not no. Edmonton in Winnipeg imagine <laughs> yeah. being at home in Winnipeg watching them score nine goals that oh my place God. must they, have just blown up bro they had six goals in the first period they had like they scored like like Welcome four back, goals on their first like six shots like it was nuts yeah Corey Perry's been back for seven minutes and it's just <laughs> down six it was nothing. so funny somebody, I can't remember who it was so I apologize but somebody tweeted out they're like oh yeah like Corey Perry's legitimately back before the games even started I guess like as like uh uh, warm-ups was winding down and like the jets were like trickling off the ice perry just took a puck and fired like 200 feet into the jets net this like this guy's back already just like has he played a second being a little shit i love exactly. it just a, just being a bastard yeah, is, do what you know it. right that's yes. what it, that's what it feel it out <laughs> it was funny I, literally back before the game even puck even drops but uh beeps who's your star of the week yeah, next thing you know he's looking up at the scoreboard and yeah, he's down he's, six now it's like oh god I'm holy asshole. shit i'm back this team sucks. Yeah. Anyways, um, my DFO star of the week, Beep Star, is uh, Mika Zabinajad. He was averaging th- over three games, only three, but still, um, 23 minutes and 44 seconds of ice time across those three games, which is a minute and a half more than Anze Kopitar had all last year when he led all forwards with 22. I mean, obviously, this is three games. Still, 23 minutes is ridiculous. Because the team has literally no depth. Exactly. Like, the first two lines are great. Just getting absolutely There's, road right that, now. It's like their four best forwards are great. Uh, Kevin Hayes <laughs> just has to do everything by himself right yeah. now. So oh, yeah, they're like, Hayes, just play with, like, Jesper Fast and legit anybody else. <laughs> and then, three goals, three assists, um, three power play points, a game-winning goal, a hat-trick, which was casually slid in there, and it plus three, and that was all across three games because the guy casually went on a huge vacation in between, um, chilled out, <laughs> and uh, came back swinging. Um, so six points was second among all players, or, or tied, sorry, among all players during that period of time. And again, doing that across three games where a lot of these guys were four, maybe five. Um, he's just having a phenomenal year this year, it has to be mentioned. Almost a point per game with 50 and 51. So Vinaj had one of those guys that if you grabbed him a couple weeks ago and we talked about him, even even when Brock Dude, talked yeah. about him at the beginning of the year. Literally, I think like the first um, wave yeah. wire episode of the season, like the after they played four games, I was like, pick this guy up. Like yeah. he's a stud. He shoots like crazy, plays a ton, and then hopefully people listen because yeah. he's been just outstanding. Like his career he high was, is 50 he, but even points, like so even like a month nine. ago, he was like solid. But like over the last like month, month and a half, he's been just he's, since Zuccarello's kind of touched yeah. down. Yeah, well, Zuccarello was terrible at the start of the year. Like just always banged up, and then yeah. Kreider, Zuccarello, and Zbanejad have been just an absolute heater yeah. for the last like, month and a half. Yeah, Zbanejad's got 14 points in his last seven games, yeah. and then already two more tonight. Just so, 16 in his last eight. Absolutely. Got him up over a point per game, which yeah, is pretty crazy. Which is sweet. He's wild. Yeah, he's now, he's now riding that 52 Dude, that and 52. Like, yeah. Fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, yeah. Um, Who would have thought? I don't even know what to say about that. But um, one thing that kind of stood out for me here is just, this guy was the sixth overall pick a couple mm-hmm. years ago, people forget, in 2011 by Ottawa. 
Um, he was bound to kind of, you know, be an offensive weapon. We always saw it. 51 points is career high, so he's now above it after today. So congrats, Mika. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Ottawa making a bad trade. He's my star, though. Yeah, Same. absolute terrible trade. Shocker. Like, they never do that stuff. <laughs> Who's the Brock star? Uh, the Brock star of the week. Ew. Uh, Patrick Kane. But uh, the bye weeks obviously messed up the schedules a bit, but it didn't slow Patrick Kane down at all. In just three games, Kane scored two goals with four assists. Uh, Tying his manager with six points in those three games. Added 12 shots and two pims for good measure. Uh, Kane is now on a 12-game point Freakish. streak. 12-game point streak, scoring nine goals with 17 assists. 26 points on a 12-game point streak. Uh, by far the most in the NHL over that span. Uh, despite the Blackhawks being 28th in the NHL with a 20, 24, and 9 record, Kane is on pace for 48 goals, 70 assists for 118 points, all of which would be career highs for the 30-year-old. Uh, safe to say I was dead wrong about Kane during the preseason. Over the hell, man. It doesn't matter how bad the Blackhawks are. Kane will still be a fantasy beast. Uh, I mean, like the fact that he's on pace for nearly 120 points and they're like the fourth worst team in hockey is mind-blowing. Dude, um, their power play over the last month has been ridiculous. It's now like a 40% yeah. clip over it's the insane. last 30 days. Yeah. Crazy. But they're losing like 60% yeah. of games the whole time yeah. while doing that. Um, well, that's what happens when you're So, Brock, who would you, uh, let's revisit our argument from earlier in the season, the preseason. Tarasenko. Who would you rather have, Tarasenko or Patrick Kane? I'm going to go with Kane on this one. Yeah, okay. um, so, we know, agree. A lot of my, learn, lot of my arguments with, with there was that, uh, you know, Tarasenko is a better goal scorer and on a much better team, but like I said, yeah. it, apparently it doesn't matter. See, my main point was Kane's career low was higher than Tarasenko's career in, high. In points, yeah. I was just talking. You know, <laughs> I, we really thought like obviously it went uh, it went a long way with having uh, Tarasenko. You know, I yeah. had him as one of my breakout stars this this yeah. year. So You're all in. I was all in on Tarasenko, and he's literally been like the, the worst year. Swing a mess. It happens. Yeah, so. But uh, Patty Kane, man, 26 points in his last 12 games. Yeah, he is the Brock star of the week. He earned it. So, uh, but yeah, let's stop talking about Patrick King. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> the Panthers and Penguins trade last week. Uh, the Panthers received Derek Broussard, Riley Sheehan, a 2019 second round pick, and two 2019 fourth round picks. Uh, the Penguins received Nick Bukestad and Jared McCann. Uh, I guess I'll start off here. Uh, I personally really like this trade for both teams. Uh, the Panthers acquire two players whose contract expire at the end of the season, uh, and also if they're out of the playoff mix in a couple weeks, they can you know flip at the deadline, pick up a couple extra picks as well. Uh, lots of links between Derek Broussard and Columbus. Uh, lots of links between uh, the Panthers and Bobrovsky, the Panthers and Panarin. Uh, but that's the one reason that um, you know if these contracts that they got rid of in Bukestad and McCann uh, on the books for a couple more seasons. That opens up some cap space for them to go after Panarin and or Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, whether it's in a trade right now or if they wait until the offseason to try to sign them. Uh, but they've been linked to them on several occasions. Uh, as for the Penguins, they got younger players who are under control for a few more years, uh, Let you know, dumped some money as well uh, so they can may- maybe make another move here uh, before the deadline. Uh, they-, they pretty much just got rid of Broussard, which they were trying yeah. to do. Uh, Broussard Needed simply did not work out. Uh, as a third line center, more of a struggling, more year. of a second line guy, probably more of a scorer than not much of a check. Well, he was on like an offensive line. He's playing yeah, with Kessel. Yeah. He, just, he was just getting dominated, uh, yeah. losing like checking matchups. You know? Down year for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, it just didn't work. I don't know how much faith I'd have in Derek Broussard at this point. He was kind of on a PDO bender last year in Ottawa when he got <laughs> oh, traded. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you'd expect him to be able to do more than he did with Kessel, but they pretty much got out chance and outshot two to one at even strength. So pretty great. Jake Muzzin, yeah. first goal as a leaf after absolute ball. Did after you see throwing did you see the a hit? huge like, yeah, hit, getting hit. bullied by Getzlaff and then yeah. getting bullied by Richie. <clears throat> Sorry, Richie. Yeah. my fandom uh, shout through there. Uh, um, but for the Penguins, they get uh, Bukestad, twenty six years old. Yeah, uh, McCann's only twenty two. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I I like to trade for them. I, I think. Yeah, wild. I don't know if I love Bukestad on the third line like they've been doing right now. I think it makes a lot more sense. Well, to that's kind what of I was just going to get into. They got a big more. forward who can play both center or wing. Yeah, uh, he could definitely be a guy that plays on cross. He might just be working wing in the, the top lineup, six. Right? Yeah, um, it remains to be seen. Uh, where he's going to slot in the lineup when Malkin's healthy. But he has been a guy that's shown capable of scoring 20 goals, 30 assists in a season, uh, especially if he's playing in a top-six role with Crosby or Malkin. Uh, I think that there's a chance that he ends up on Malkin's wing. Uh, could be on Crosby's wing. We'll have to see. Uh, and then, like you said, McCann just he I would seems, say, seems like he's been around forever, but just yeah. 22 years old. Former first-round pick will be a great <clears> bottom-six piece. Uh, you know, solid defensive forward. With some offensive outside, obviously a massive upgrade over Riley Sheehan. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would say I would expect Bukestad to probably slide in with Crosby over Malkin. Simply, think- simply because him and Kessel both play the right side exclusively. Uh, Bukestad's never really played the left side. Maybe he could. He probably <laughs> has some versatility playing center as well as right wing. Uh, Dominic Simon can move to the yeah, left, yeah. Too, which helps. Yeah, Kessel isn't playing his off wing anytime soon. Played uh, one game is off wing. Yeah, year. when I saw that trade, I thought it would make sense to put Bukestad on the right wing slot mm-hmm. with Crosby there. Um, like you said, just a big body for him. And, uh, you know, really a strong guy on the cycle and the forecheck could really just get the Sid puck, get Sid the puck even more than he already uh, has, has it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just think they're gonna have to change their philosophy a little bit if they don't go out and add another center. Uh, you know, with with Broussard, they really tried to balance out their top nine and have yeah. Kessel on that third they line. they got to go the Florida Panthers route. Yeah, yeah I think they just need to lean more six. heavily on their top six. Yep. I don't know how it's going to work out in the playoffs when you're up against, you know, some deep teams in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you look aside from Toronto and Tampa, they're pretty much the Future only ones that really problems. go three lines deep, and Toronto's got to get past Boston in the first round, so they might not even have to worry about that. Um, so, yeah, I think Tampa's going to be the main issue for them. But McCann, like you said, I, I think he's very capable of filling that – third line role yeah, in Pittsburgh absolutely. if they want to go a more checking route with that line. Uh, I just think, yeah, they're going to have to lean a lot more heavily on their top six if they don't go out and add another centerman. Yeah. McCann uh, was just a great like casual throw and it seems like, in this deal. Like, it was almost like, like they were just like, ah, okay, add another one on. But at 22, again, first-round draft pick. Yeah, a guy just, who can hold down top yeah, nine. Rutherford has done this a long time yeah. with, oh, with his core, right? Like, yeah. It's just kind of turning it over. You get, deal, it, yeah. you get a couple young players that are under contract. Maybe one works, cap maybe one doesn't. Yeah, you move two expiring contracts, and then you don't got to worry about bringing anyone in, overpaying for anyone on the free agent market in the summer. The other thing, too, that uh, screams that Bukestad will be on the wing is that they recently recalled... Uh, Teddy Bluger, I think Blue. is how you pronounce his name. Blue Daddy. Uh, second round pick in 2012, but he's been great in the AHL this year. 21 goals, 18 assists, 39 points in 45 games. Guy that can kill penalties. Score twice. Uh, yeah, play, uh, plays a good, solid defensive uh, you know, two-way game. So it seems like this he's going to step in and be, um, if not, maybe their third line center, their fourth line center behind McCann, depending on who... How they decide to shake things up, but yeah. uh, so it seems like those guys will be the third and fourth center. Bugstad uh, opens up to play to the wing. You'd, you'd figure that Brian Russ is probably the odd man out in the top six at this point. Rusty. Um, yeah, him, maybe Dominic Simon, solid, but um, I mean, it's obviously not going to be Kessel or. Well, um, well, Pearson's actually Kessel. pretty consistent. Well, he was, he was before, I guess. So it'll be interesting. He was playing with Malcolm a lot before. Yeah. 
And then the last 10, 15 games, he'll drop down and play yeah, with like, it'll Kessel be a- and Broussard. So I don't know where Pearson's going to end up either. Well, he's been on the third line lately. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we haven't seen with Malkin back without Broussard. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it was no, another exactly. thing where they dropped him down and tried to balance the Pier- lineup. Because yeah, he was doing Malcolm well with Malkin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, deep lineup for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I still wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a yeah, move for one, one of the more. centers on the market. Uh, just because I, they are really deep down the wing, but it's pretty thin down the middle at this point. Yeah. Uh, and Teddy yeah, Bluger. I don't think you really... Teddy Bluger, he's your guy. Yeah. Rest yeah, of the year. I, I, Man, I don't know. I think that's, not, that's not really the Penguins' not, way, but... <laughs> I think the biggest concern is still probably on the blue line. Um, you know, obviously... Signing the guy like Jack Johnson eats up a lot of cap space and sure, uh, sure. and a spot, but he's really not that good. Uh, I don't know how much faith they have in Yuso Rikula going into the playoffs. Uh, there's any team though that that can do I it. I think that we've seen do yeah. it with just ridiculous D-men. No, it's them. Like they'll yeah, bring I, 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 I think that blue line is fine so long as the tank is healthy. It's just you know how how much you Marcus Pedersen's been a nice yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just got Pedersen they got a lot of nice set pieces. Mod is still solid. Yeah, Pedersen. Uh, I, like I said, Rikula I got a lot of upside. He's decent. He's solid, Not yeah. a kid you want to lean on too heavily, but I think as long as Latang's there, I like Doolin too on the right side on the top here. Yeah, yeah. uh, I think it works out left side. Sorry, I think, I think he it works should out. have hung on to Alexia. Yeah, that's another thing. But it, it yeah, that was weird. They traded for the same pick that he got it, traded. Yeah, for, right? did you see that? It was almost like they made. Was the wild pick too? It was. It was the back and forth. It was. It's almost like they made an agreement. Basically, it's a one year, one year rental. Okay, in a year from now, we're just gonna send it back no matter what. Alexia's pretty good too. Do memories popping off at the start of the year? He's getting priced like. 5100 on DraftKings. Yeah. Blocks a lot of shots, shooting the puck at time. Sometimes yeah. seeing power plays. Yeah, like 10 points. Great first family who wins gold medals for yeah. our country. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Why, don't, why wouldn't you want that on your team? But uh, let's talk about some weekly streamers here. Uh, last week, we obviously covered a large amount of players that you could pick up, uh, you know, or not pick up. This week, uh, there's a lot of teams playing four games, so we took a ha- you know a deep look at the schedule, gave you guys some ideas, uh, players you should pick up this, you know, start the week, stream them. Uh, maybe pick up a couple extra goals and assists along the way. So, um, Biebs, we'll start with you. Who's your first weekly streamer? My first weekly streamer is um, someone I didn't think I'd be talking about in fantasy for a long time. Dylan Strom, 10% owned. Um, actually, a little bit less owned than I expected. 23 points in 29 games since being um, sent over from Arizona. He's kind of looked like the player that the Coyotes expected when they took him third overall behind, remember, um, Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, and then, oh, Mitch Marner was right behind him. So uh, he was kind of just an absolute bust up until now. Um, But with 23 points in 29 games, playing in the top six in Chicago, we've talked about how bad they are, but this just bodes well for this guy. Um, It looks like as this team continues to crumble, they're going to continue to lean on their young talent, such as Debrinkat and Strom. Obviously, Kane's taken off right now, but Strom's playing first-line PP along with the super hot Patrick Kane, and he's playing second line center right now um, and getting quite a lot of minutes up in the 17, 18 uh, most nights, which is going to be a lot better than most guys you're going to get who are 10% owned. Yeah. Uh, again, almost, yeah, almost a point per game since coming over. He helps you in, he helps you in the power play. That's uh, where it is. Like he's, he's got category. Yeah, two goals, five assists on the power play since coming over. Yeah, I mean, this looks great because he doesn't have to skate. That's yeah, exactly. not to chirp the dude skating, but if he doesn't have to we, skate, well, we talked about those chicken player. legs a while ago. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely can't phenomenal. Skate those chicken and legs. we mentioned how good that power play has been, and he's been a big part big of that. Part it of pretty it, much yeah. coincides right when he got there. And so. the one thing was they wanted you know to bring at him to, to to kind of rekindle what they did when they were in junior together, and they they absolutely have to bring at seen a spike up in his numbers. Um, so if you have to bring at and you can grab Strom as well, you could get a nice little duo there, much like. 
maybe a, a poor man's Zabinajad Zuccarello right now. Kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not bad. Um, for me, yeah, that's my guy this week. Dylan Strom, he's got games tomorrow. He had, they're, they're on the odd nights, which is nice for Arizona. And it's super weak schedule, also Chicago, a thing. Chicago. Vancouver, or sorry for Chicago. Um, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Detroit. So some oh, pretty terrible goalies ahead for the next week. Um, wouldn't even say terrible goalies, just terrible Just terrible teams. teams. So if, if you have shots in your league, you should get a bunch. You should put a couple of points on the board. And every time they go on the power play, I'm expecting a goal in the yeah. next week for Chicago. Get, get so, a point uh, Yeah. Get them in you. Uh, my first weekly streamer is Kevin Hayes. Uh, strict center, unfortunately, but 29% owned. We talked a little bit about the Rangers earlier. Uh, they're red hot right now. Uh, at least they're top six. Or the top four forwards. Crazy. Uh, the Rangers have four games this week. The first one is tonight, so you miss it on that one. You can get three more games out of them. Uh, it sets up perfectly, though, to use them as a streamer this week because they play Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Literally perfect for a streamer. The three lighter days on the NHL schedule. Uh... I've talked about Hayes on several occasions this season. I know you guys have as well. Uh, the Mammoth Center has enjoyed a breakout season. Of course. In a contract year, having picked up 36 points, 11 goals, 25 assists in 42 games. Uh, Hayes has a ridiculous plus 7.6 uh, relative Corsi 4. Um, and is averaging over 20 minutes per night and nearly 2.5 shots per game. Hayes is also playing on the top power play unit that ranks 12th in the NHL right now which bolsters his fantasy value for this week and beyond. Just love The Rangers play, are playing well right now, and that schedule literally lines up as perfect as it could. Um, so Hayes, for me, is definitely a guy I'd be streaming this week. Yeah. And I know D is funny because I wrote about him, and then you said that you literally picked him up this morning to yeah. do the same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when you're streaming in daily leagues, normally you're going to want to look at uh, specific teams first and then kind of target the best player available from there. Mm-hmm. More often than not, you're going to have a full lineup on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So like you said, Brock, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday are the days you're going to want to target on most weeks. That's when you're going to need to get extra games in your lineup or really when you're going to be able to. Uh, and like you said, they're the only team in the league this week that plays Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So they're really the ones to go after. Uh, if you're looking to get some extra games in there, they're not a very deep team. So there's not a whole lot of options out there. But Hayes, definitely a solid option, Brock. And so is Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. Uh, we already talked to him a little bit. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time another on Another point it. tonight. Uh, yeah, All right. another point tonight. Still just at 35% owed on Yahoo. That's climbing by the day. It's going to keep going up. Uh, so make sure you check the wire early tomorrow when you hear this. We talked about his hot streak last week. He hasn't slowed down yet. His own percentage continues to climb. Uh, he's an excellent streaming option because if the Rangers' top line continues to produce, you can definitely... Uh, look at keeping him on your roster moving forward. There's no better time to give him an audition than a, a week where he's going to be playing Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Yeah. So he's my number yeah. one streaming option this week if he's available. He'll be in your lineup. Seven-game point streak, five goals, eight assists, 23 shots on goal during that span. Uh, we can call that an eight-game point streak with 14 points after tonight. And counting. That's gross. That's sketchy. Yeah. Gross for a guy you're grabbing off the wire. Most times you're looking for you know freebie points here and there, not a point per game, if not two. Um yeah, and for mine, my second one here, I, I went a little higher on this one just for leagues where, you know, maybe eight, 18 leagues, we'll say, but 52% owned Braden Shen um, playing out in St. Louis. We t- we've kind of talked about St. Louis' struggles this year. They've been um, so good. They've been absolutely though. terrible, but they've been phenomenal lately. Exactly. Yeah, Brock's so boy, Brock's uh, fanboy, Tarasenko, um, <laughs> has been, has been turning it on lately, which uh, only helps everyone around him, and Braden Shen being one. Uh, the guy has nine nine goals, twenty one assists for forty six points this year, which is absolutely terrible um, for Shen standards. Especially after putting up 
uh, 70 points last year. People expected a lot more this year. This is a guy where you could probably get as a buy low more than a waiver wire target. But either way, keep an eye on him. He's playing center and left wing, currently slotting in on the first line in St. Louis. We mentioned that they are getting hot. And um, that's the line that's going to lead them offensively. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he brings uh, if he gets a little bit closer to 60 points this year. If he can go on a hot streak, we've seen this team do it before. Um, yeah, they're on it right now. Exactly. It's nothing crazy. He has six assists in his last five games. Kind of sucks. He had a three-assist night the other night. Kind of takes adds a little bit more value, yeah. trade value for if someone owns him. And I think got him quite a bit picked up. Either way... Averaging 60-plus points over his last three seasons. Oh, that's something as I want on my fantasy roster. And a lot of people think, ah, he's just an assist guy. He's not. He's had 20-plus uh, goals in his last three straight, years. three straight years. 25-plus, my bad. Yeah. Um, let's give some credit where credit's due. 25-plus, uh, that's that's a, a good goal scorer oh, score in the NHL. And that's someone I want on my team. If I get 25-35 by the end of the year, yeah. um, not bad at all. So, yeah, take a look. Shen's a guy that we all liked and just a slow start. Yeah. Uh, we always talk about... Uh, Sean Tierney on Twitter at Charting Hockey always tweets out just the, the best charts in the league, and yep. uh, he he has one that he talks about a lot. It's Corsi Differential, and you know the 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 Blues were way down in the Valley for a while, and like they're just climbing. So yeah. this like be, one of the best teams in hockey last couple of weeks. Uh, it's crazy what goaltending. I think you might have misspoke a little Bennington. bit. Bennington, uh, nine goals, twenty one assists for thirty points Sorry. in forty six yeah. games. You said forty six points, and then you said it was terrible. I'm like. I don't think he has that. I'm so confused. I think I got there. Wait, no, you said 46 sure. points, but it was 46 okay, games. 30 points in 46 games. But I yeah. definitely said 30 points and then 46 points. Yeah, right now, okay. So, so yeah, 30, got that. 30 points and 46 uh, points. Yeah, gotcha. one thing, too, he's done all this with only seven power play points. Um, that puts him on pace for a career low yeah. um, since he's kind of become a, a top guy. Um, yeah, he's always dominates on the power play. Um, so, you know, something that we love power play, guys, he's, he's on the top unit. Um, you know, give him a look. Center left wing eligibility. D? Uh... I'm looking at the Bruins here too this week. Well, me too. Next, nice. Who are you talking about? Wait, who are you talking about? Because I'm talking about three different guys. I got Jake DeBrusque. Okay, I'll gloss over him then. <laughs> but I'm I'm really just looking at that whole line right now. Yeah. Uh, like I said, but the Bruins got four games after Monday, so you can pick up a Bruin while you listen to the podcast tomorrow morning. Potentially get four games out of them. They play Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, so you can for sure get two extra games out of them on Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, you're obviously not going to be able to grab a piece of their top line, but that second line is almost universally available. David Krejci, just 29% owned. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, Heavily underrated. Yeah. Having a solid season, 41 points in 52 games. Another guy we talked about last week. He's the guy I would go after first on this line. If he's not available, you can't take on another setter. Then you can look at Jake DeBrusque. Um, cool, I'll talk about it a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah, and then for really deep leagues, you can look at Peter Solari. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit two weeks ago, Super a little bit last league. week too. Yeah, he's literally 1% owned, so he's going to be available in your league unless maybe... Peter Solaric is in your league. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know who else would own him at this point. But he's the third part of that line right now. Peter Solaric, uh, senior. Yeah, he's been a really nice fit on that second line uh, since he's been up there. Uh, not a ton of upside, but the usage and the Bruins schedule means he could be worth a look. If, like I said, you're in deeper leagues, you really press for options, and you're just looking to get some extra games in, uh, he could hit it big. I've punted him a few times since yeah. he's come up, and it's a uh, paid dividend. I got some numbers here. Uh, since Solaric joined the team or that line, more importantly, uh, 60.7 Corsi 4, and the Lions averaging 23 point, uh, 23 scoring chances for, which isn't great, but the 17 scoring chances against per 60 is elite. Yeah. Um, that's the Krejci and the Brest motto, or really just yeah. how Krejci rules. And, and then it's even it's even better since Solaric uh, joined the line. Uh, I mean, you know, not drastically better, uh, but marginally better, which is impressive. Uh, DeBrusque, actually, though, uh, is my guy, 20% of yeah. 
left and right wing eligible, which might help you fit him in the lineup on a couple nights. Uh, mm-hmm. Has been held pointless in his last five games and just one assist in his last nine games, so definitely not hot. We talked about him a couple weeks ago when he was hot, and uh, his own percentage has dropped uh, pretty heavily because of this cold streak. But he is averaging two shots per game. Um, again, i got to skip over this part that I just talked about because um, you talked about Bruins before, which is great. Um, <laughs> the other thing about DeBrusque, which is uh, why I like him a little bit more than Krejci at this point, is just the fact that DeBrusque is on that top power play unit. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins rank number three in the NHL on the PP. Uh, whenever you're, you know, you're playing a minute and a half with a man advantage with guys like Bergeron, Marshawn, Pashnak, and Krug, a uh, chance you're going to pick up some points. Um, yeah, again, that's like, why it's weird that he doesn't have more than four assists on yeah, the year. It, 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 uh, four, but if you watch that power play, it's actually pretty crazy. They never stop moving on the outside, no, and then DeBrusque just stays still on yeah. the inside right in front of the net. So he very rarely shuts the puck, so that, that's how the assists Tipka. don't come. But, yeah, that's just why the goals are piling up. Tipka. Yeah, he's okay. just yeah, he's awesome at that role. But, it, it, dude, they never stop moving. It's no, they're, crazy. They, it is, it's, it's crazy. So it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. Um, but, yeah, so like you said, uh, you, you'll definitely be able to use him on Wednesday and Sunday. Um, yeah. They have a pretty good schedule, too. Uh, specifically, um, on Wednesday and Sunday, they face the team that face, or allows the sixth most goals per game on Wednesday, the team that allows the eighth most goals per game on Sunday. Um, I don't remember exactly who those teams are. Uh, I'm dumb and didn't write that part. Just wrote that they allow a lot of fucking goals. And that's good for fantasy. Happens, happens. Uh, it is the Rangers on Wednesday in New York and the Avalanche on Sunday. There you go. Uh, but they also have the... Uh, the Kings on Saturday, so we know that the Kings like to, you know, not play good hockey yeah. pretty often. So, love it. Um, do you guys have any more streamers to talk about before we head over to the Blue Stones? Yeah, I'm going to talk about uh, the Jets real quick. Uh, specifically, again, the second line. Jackie? Uh, the Jets, another good... Jackie Moon Rosalind. <laughs> the, Jack- the Jets are another good team to target. They play four games after Monday this week. Uh, like the Bruins, though, you're not going to find any Bruins? any of the Jets' main contributors on the wire, but their second line does offer some decent streaming options. Ryan Little still just twenty seven or still just seventeen percent owned. Excuse me, uh, glued to the hip of Patrick Line at five five. So there's always potential to produce there. Uh, skates on the Jets' second power play unit as well. He's been doing very well lately. Seven goals and seven assists in his last twelve games. Kind of surprising to see his own percentage still sitting at seven twenty percent. He got to uh, double digit assists, boys. There we go. There you go. <laughs> good, for, good for Patty. Uh, I didn't think I'd see good this. Good for year. Patty. And then whoever that third skater on the second line ends up being will be a, a worth a look in deeper leagues. It's been mostly Jack Roslevic there since Ehlers went down, but Matthew Pro actually did spend a lot of time there last game when Roslevic went off. Uh, he was skating with Lowry and Tanev a lot. Um, so we'll see what they opt to go with on Tuesday. Uh, Roslevic five percent owned right now. Pero four percent. Both of them play on the second unit, too. So if you're interested in either one of these guys, just let Paul Maurice make the decision for you. Pick up whichever one ends up skating with the second line on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, Jets second line. Decent streaming options this week. Um, I don't know exactly. They've got uh, four games the rest of this week. Unfortunately, it's... Yeah, uh, it's, they uh, play Tuesday, Thursday, oh, sorry, Saturday. I'm, I'm talking about the Sabres here for oh, a minute. Yeah, um, they play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. But uh, somebody else who would be potentially available... In your leagues is Connor Sheary, I'm sure, yeah. and Kyle Poso. I streamed um, Sheary last the, week. I mean, cool one Yeah, and uh, the Sabres shuffled their lines, <laughs> breaking up that lethal top line today. Uh, top line features Sheary, Eichel, and Ocposo. Um So they're going to be seeing some extra usage. Um, the one thing that is unfortunate is Ocposo was on the top power play unit for a while, despite playing on the fourth line. Now he's on the first line and the second power play unit. Not really sure what's going on there. Uh, but Casey Middlestad's on the top PP. Uh, no interest really in him. He's looking pretty busty at this point. Um, <laughs> just calling it. 
Well, he just well it's no early. we it's no, early. we, we yeah. talked about it a, a so couple more of, couple Nolan weeks Patrick ago. than Jack Eichel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying we talked uh, about it a couple weeks ago that um, <laughs> what we gave it like one more year, right? Like one more year, and we we're calling him a bust official. Yeah. yeah, it's only year two. It's technically only year. I think that's one. what we said about Patrick. It's technically his rookie season, right? If it's not Patrick, well, it's well, we should say the I think we said Brian Rust was also on somebody Crosby's line this morning with Gensel. And Crosby, uh, Pearson actually moved up with Bukestad and Kessel, so it could be on that line with Malkin yeah. once he comes back, but it doesn't look like Malkin's going to play this week. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're looking to maybe anybody else. Uh, I would say Matthew Joseph's also a guy that's a little bit interesting. Yeah. Um, Braden Point out if you're in really deep leagues. Uh, Andre Palat, also a guy playing with Stamkos and Kucherov. Kind of ridiculous, out. but Dustin Brown, too, out in L.A. He's getting a ton of ice right now. He's got six in his last six. Yeah. Um, even though they're not scoring, my, my so boy. Yeah, well, Brown's like literally always good streaming yeah. options, like for one game because you know the opportunities are going to be there. Exactly. Um, so there's always a potential to go off. And uh, the Oilers, Ratty, um, Big might tie. be worth a look. It's kind of just a game to game basis. That's why it's kind of difficult to offer up someone like that as a weekly streaming option because the Oilers yeah. really that top line just changes so frequently. Uh, but obviously, whoever's on the wing of McDavid uh, is always worth a potential pickup. Darcy Kemper somehow, too, is only 31% owned right now, which yeah. is kind of crazy. If you need a goalie to pick up, he's been consistent. He's been fantastic, dude. He's 6-0-2. He's, six, oh he's unreal, yeah. 6-0-2 in his last eight games. I don't he's remember exactly right what his uh, GAA... Actually, I can tell you right now. It is 220 goals against average, 924, and one, one, uh, one shutout in yeah, his last looking eight for starts. Help. So, yeah. uh, Kemper, yeah, I mean, Arizona is playing great. They're up one nothing right now. On he's, stars, he's I know I'm looking directly at the thought. screen. You guys haven't been. I don't know what the fuck Jamie Ben's doing in this first period. Going crazy, like every single whistle, he's in a scrum fight. Yeah. Get trying to get in a fight, like just going after everybody. He's trying to get I'm, off the ice. I'm, I'm, he's trying I'm to play almost, with Radic Pax and Blake Coma. I'm almost certain he's been in the box three times. Uh, one was like matching minors, and then the other two were just he just gifted the Coyotes with two power plays. Like, I don't know what he's yeah, got going just on. had enough. He is just, yeah, he is just pissed off. But uh, let's fire it over to the Blue Stones for 60 seconds. When we get back, we're going to look at some Keeper League uh, stuff. We don't talk about Keeper Leagues very often, but we're going to take a look uh, because we're kind of at the point of the year where you may be out of the playoff picture and you're looking to make some deals. Uh, so we're going to talk about our individual top 10 rookies um, for, you know, heading into next year. Uh, most of them are in the NHL currently, which makes sense. Uh, some of them are, you know, in the AHL or or, or elsewhere. So we're going to talk uh, about our individual top ten rookies, uh, guys that. These are all players that have been drafted, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like guys that are. Jack Hughes isn't on this list. No. Like players that yeah players that you are can keep. are yeah. on rosters right now that you yeah. could make yeah. a trade for to try to you know maybe Help you, maybe you move a player who's much better right now for this season, but you're looking to bolster your keeper. You know, just yeah. line up because you're already in the playoffs. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk about our top ten rookies. So enjoy the Blue Stones, and we'll see you guys back here in six seconds. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision arrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Black holes, solid ground A thousand voices set on free Because it's
for episode 22 of the, the Daily Face Off Podcast. Yeah, the Jordan 2-2 episode. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that first half. Hope you guys enjoyed the tunes by the Blue Stones. As always, check James. them out. Spotify, Apple Music. They're probably coming to a city near you. Yeah. Probably, yeah. S- spoke, on to, uh, spoke to the inside source today. Uh, heard they, They're working on a second album, so that's hype. In the works. They it were works, looking yeah, for people to works. like go on tour with them to like sling merch, but you had to be like yeah. an American citizen or whatever. Like, damn, the boys just yeah. we just went on tour with yeah. traveling pod with the stones. Yeah. yeah, I did the pod every day. Yeah. Their more re- their most recent album dropped uh, twenty eighteen. They're Black averaging Holes. half a million uh, Spotify listens a month. Yeah, I saw that today. I was like, good for the boys. That's that's big numbers. Yeah, probably get more plays than that on the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Definitely not. But probably getting more plays than like Ja Rule or something like that. Hopefully. Ja Rule stole everybody's money, so. Exactly. (laughs) Don't be Ja Rule. Second half of the show. We're going to get into ranking some rookies. Those are guys that are rookies this year. Don't be confused. Not rookies next year. uh, Or guys that are already owned and in the player pool for Yahoo and ESPN that you could potentially either make a trade for or put a claim in to put on your roster and keep uh, for years ahead. Obviously, uh, this is going to be more applied for guy, people that are in deeper keeper leagues, maybe keeping uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys instead of just three or maybe five guys. Um, but we're going to get into it. Uh, Brock, why don't you start us off? We're going to go – we'll go one through ten. Why don't you give us your top three to start, Brock? Uh, keeper – rookie keepers for next year. Uh, I think the number one's pretty obvious here. I got Elias Pedersen from what? Canucks. No. Uh, Pedersen's had an absolutely dominant rookie campaign. 23 goals, 23 assists to give him 46 points in just 41 games. Uh, I had Pedersen projecting for 56 points in the preseason. Uh, but the guy's on pace for 80 despite missing 11 games. Uh, you know, I thought that was pretty pretty nice of me, pretty generous to give him a 56-point projection. Absolutely blown it out of the fucking water. Yeah, making it um, look terrible. Yeah, Pedersen's almost single-handedly has the Canucks in the playoffs. Um, I should say almost. He single-handedly has the Canucks in the playoffs right now. Uh, and it looks like Vancouver has landed yet another Swedish superstar. Uh, I'd be interested to see like what other websites projected for Pedersen, though. Like, 56, that's quite a bit for... Well, no one saw this. He wasn't even supposed to be like he was on most people's list for the top rookie. Yeah, you know what I mean? so. eighty, crazy. Yeah. Uh, number two for me is Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, I said it over and over again during the preseason. Rookie defensemen rarely have forty plus points, uh, and just you know, don't go all in on Dahlin just because he is such a, a superstar in the making, but. It's only happened 14 times in the last 40, or not 40 years, 14 times since 2000 where a rookie defenseman's top 40 points. However, Dahlin is on pace for 45. You can do it. Uh, which would rank sixth among blue liners over that span uh, since 2000. It's pretty obvious Dahlin is the best blue line prospect in the NHL right now. Uh, has a look of a player who could really be around 60 points as soon as next year. Uh, you know, as long as the Sabres keep getting better, he keeps getting better. Uh, I think a lot of you know, ridiculous 60 points, 70 point maybe in his future uh, campaigns ahead of Dahlin. So number two for me, Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, number three is a guy D talked about a little bit earlier, Carter Hart. Uh, Hart had a bit of a slow start after coming up to the NHL. Uh, you know, maybe some of that had to do with the fact that the Flyers were just, uh, you know, kind of spinning their tires there for a little bit. But he's currently on a six-game winning streak, could win his seventh in a row tonight. Uh, he's posted a 926 save percentage over that span. Right. Hart is the number one goalie prospect in the NHL and is clearly the best option in Philadelphia already. Uh, Hart Hart will be their unquestioned number one starter next year 
could be a guy that you know looks at potentially starting sixty games in his you know age twenty one season. Yeah. Ridiculous, unheard, which is crazy. Uh, but he's been great. He's been everything that the Flyers could have hoped for. Uh, I, I, you know, different models have different projections for uh, percentage chances of making the playoffs. But as of a couple weeks ago, the Flyers were pretty much fucking out of it. Uh, and I think they've creeped up to, you know, 8-10% in a lot of models. So they're, they're, they're inching up ever closer. 11 uh, points out all of it, tonight, I believe. Yeah, and all of it has to do pretty much with Carter Hart at this point. Uh, I'm sure that our top three don't differ too, too much, but Beebs... Um, for my number one, obviously, uh, Elias Pettersson. Uh, Brock's already gone over that. Number t- my, I switch up, actually, Deline and Carter Hart, which I believe Dee did as well. Um, just for me, Carter Hart, after this year, there's been so many goalies who you just you can't even depend on anymore. You don't know what to do with Corey Crawford. You don't know what to do with Henrik Lundqvist. There's guys like that where you're a little – even Bobrovsky right now isn't looking great. And Carter Hart's a guy who – yeah, like you said, he's going to get a ton of starts. And I think this is a team that's going to be decent next year. Fuck, I thought um, they were definitely a playoff team this year. I mean, still and they could still be, could but... be, exactly. And, and and they got guys like Nolan Patrick getting a year older, which is going to be huge for his development. Travis Konechny's getting a year better. The problem um, is that they're, he's on a six, maybe seven-game winning streak. It's going to be so hard to trade exactly. for him at this point. Yeah. But, I mean, but if you can, even if, if you can... If you've got pieces and you sell every sell a farm for yeah, him at this point... If you're out and you have a decent absolutely. goalie... Don't be afraid to move him for Carter Hart because not only will Carter Hart do decent for you this year, but he's also someone who um, who I like. Obviously, going forward, um, put up a 940 in junior uh, oh, save that's, that, that's so unheard of. Um, they were even I remember last year they were talking maybe even emergency calling him up from junior um, when they had like four goalies go down, which should have just been ridiculous. Stun his growth. But uh, um, number three for me, Rasmus Dahlin. Generational talent from the back end just doesn't quite translate to fantasy as we've talked about. But um, if not it's quite like, yet. If it I mean, was, still, he's a sol- he's rock solid. Absolutely. Right now. If it was um, if it was overall players, I would probably have him one um, fighting with even Elias Pettersson on this for two. Just knowing, you know how valuable defenseman can be. But, so silly. Uh, this guy skates are like he it's just. It's like fun to watch. It's uh, super. Good. It's like hockey porn when yeah. he skates, which is great, <laughs> and I love it. I watch that guy get a breakout or all need a breakout all day. Gets me going. Walk for sure. the line. Uh, I got Pedersen at one. Duh. There's no argument to be made for anyone else in this spot. Uh, I have Carter Hart at two. Uh, good goalie on what should be a good team. He's the definite starter next year. Uh, that is some serious fantasy value, and that's uh, probably more than you could say for almost everyone else on this list, guaranteed anyway. Uh, I got Andre Svechnikov at three, actually. I bumped Aline down to four. I like Aline a lot, just like you guys do. But like you said, Rock, I just think it's going to be another year or two before he reaches that elite level of fantasy demon. I just don't think the points are going to come just quite yet, especially uh, there's just not enough there in Buffalo for him. Uh, so, yeah, I got Delene at four. Uh, obviously going to be worth having on your fantasy team, but I still think in standard redraft leagues next year he's going to be uh, pretty close to you know the edge of uh, production that we consider viable to hold on to your roster all season long. Uh, I'd be surprised if he uh, pushes 50 points next year, but it could happen for sure. Yeah, um, like it's just, I mean, he's at 45 this year. I think 50 is probably within the realm next year. Yeah. If he touches it's just 60s, hard for me to look at his numbers right now and just expect some kind of huge breakout yeah, the, next the thing, season. The thing that he needs is just to basically, like, they need to maybe just relegate, like, I think that's Risto to, you know, a second pairing defenseman and just ride Darlene as a yeah. clear number one or yeah. play them together. That's the yeah. only thing that Or if they even just drop Risto off the power play unit and then everything yeah. starts flowing through Darlene, like, exactly. the points will start to pile up. That team as a whole, though, is just getting better. Um, like, but I, I just think they feel pretty committed to Risto at this point. Yeah. And I, I agree. I just think it's going to be, like I said, another year or two before he reaches that elite level of fantasy defenseman. 
uh, where I, I think a guy like Andrei Sveshnikov just has a really good chance of breaking out next year in a major so way. Much. Yeah, he's on pace for 205 shots despite playing Love just it. 14 minutes and 45 seconds a game. Should be a lot more ice time and opportunity for him on that team next year uh, with the expiring contracts that they have. It's scary to think what he might be capable of spending a full season on a line with Aho and Toivo Teravainen or even just Aho in that, right, on the top line and on the top power play unit. He's on pace for 19 goals this year in his limited role. Just an uptake in minutes alone would be enough to get him up over 25 goals. If he continues to develop and improve in the process, then the sky really is the limit for him. There's just so much upside heading into the next season. Uh, I just look at this guy as really a potential home run pick. It's far from a guarantee, uh, but I would not be surprised to see this guy top 30 goals next year. So uh, that's why I got him in F3. We talked about him a ton earlier this year, just like what he was able to do uh, for that team. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, Playing on the third line. Uh, I have him at four, so it works out perfect. Yeah. Uh, underlying numbers are super impressive, but his box score numbers so far are pretty pedestrian. Outside of the fact that he's averaging just two point or averaging two point five shots per game while playing under fifteen minutes a night, uh, it's crazy. Right wing, pretty thin position. The nice thing is that unless somebody really, really knows how good this kid is, he's one now. Like you know, it would be really hard to get a Pedersen in a keeper league right now. Right. It'd be really hard to get a Carter Hart in a keeper league right now. Probably be pretty hard to get a Dolan in a keeper league, but especially cost a guy who where his numbers aren't that good, you still might be able yeah. to finagle him away yeah. from, a, from and an he's owner. not going to kill your roster yeah. as he's sitting at the bottom. Yeah. And, the, and the thing that really gets me excited is they've like clearly purposely held the reins on him this year, yeah. right? They're yeah. not giving him a full oh, workload. They want to keep him through the full exactly. Yeah. So that they that's make the playoffs. Like I said, even even if his underlying numbers don't improve at all, which you it, would expect here. them to as an eighteen year old, they need to drop off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even if they fall. Uh, even if they don't improve at all, like just an, uh, two extra minutes, a minute and a half yeah. extra minute of ice time uh, a night, would, yeah, it would be enough to get him up to 25 goals, flirting with 60 points on the pace that he's currently at. Uh, so there's just a lot to be excited about, and like I said, the sky's the limit for him. Absolutely, yeah. We all love special. He's huge him. right now, and he's 19 years old. So yeah. make this yeah. kid 22 yeah. years old. He's gonna dominate yeah. the puck. A little he more risk like there than with a guy like Darlene, who you know, probably at this point, you can assume you're gonna get 40 points out of him next year, right? Uh, but, the, but I just think the upside is just so huge. Especially yeah, I think they both have tremendous upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think Darlene is going to hit next I, I think but. they're like a 1A or 1B or like a yeah. 3A, 3B. Let's yeah, say. yeah. I, I went back and forth. I had Darlene exactly, at 3 yeah. uh, uh, or originally, but I just kind of had to weigh about it position by position, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, and I'm thinking about even if he pushes 50 points, like there's still a lot of other guys you can get that. Right wing, pretty thin position. If you can get 30 goals out of a guy, potentially. Yeah, the goal I don't want to talk about too much, but yeah, it's pretty it, it's no, exciting it's a great for call. sure. Yeah. Uh, so I have obviously special guy at four. Miro Heiskanen, for me, number five. Uh, he's already playing over 23 minutes per night as a 19-year-old defenseman. Uh, will continue to eat up massive minutes on the Stars' blue line for you know probably the next decade. Uh, Heiskanen on pace for 14 goals, which is unbelievable. Uh, just 33 assists. Needs to start adding some more assists. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he spent the majority of the time on the second power play unit with... Just a gaggle of scrubs for the yeah, most part. Gaggle, um, but an impressive rookie campaign nonetheless. Obviously, like I said, not a lot get to uh, not a lot get to forty points uh, on pace for thirty three, which is good. Uh, similar to uh, similar to Darlene, just silky as all hell. Yep. Uh, great skater, great puck moving defenseman, uh, and the team that should be still pretty good for a couple of years. Uh, while you know Seagan and Ben are there. Depending on if they decide to move on from them, I'm not sure. But Heiskanen is an absolute beast. Couple uh, more number six, the, the guy that I really love is yes, Barry Cockniemi. Uh, 
I was higher than most on Cockney uh like kind of before the draft, during the draft. Uh, he's been solid this year. He's eight goals, 17 yeah. assists. Well, we didn't know for sure if he was going to stick with them past yeah. the eight or nine games. So Just playing 14 minutes a night at this point. Cockney Emmy likely won't burst on the scene quite like Pedersen did uh, this season. Might be, a, you know, a, another meh year next year. Just solid. But uh, his game is constantly being compared to a guy like Alexander Barkov. And... Uh, I expect him to kind of follow a pretty similar career trajectory uh, as Barkov, where his first first year, you know, rookie season was meh, second year was solid, and then the third year he's near a point per game. Uh, sky's the limit, like for this kid, and he's obviously the future number one in uh, number one center in Montreal. They absolutely love him. No reason not to expect Kakniemi to be absolutely dominant in uh, in a couple of years. And I, I think he's another guy uh, similar to Svechnikov, where his numbers aren't you know outstanding right now. So you could definitely acquire him. Uh, via trade at this uh, point. Can you imagine how much better that team would be if they didn't have to play Deneau 18 minutes a night? Oh, like, I love Deneau, but, ima- but like, he's not. Imagine well, Deneau is your third line center. And yeah, he's he was, a like, great even strength player, but yeah, if you get him in a, a limited role, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, number four, I got um, Kale McCarr. No, Andreas, uh, Andreas Svechnikov. Um, as we talked about, Ooh, you know, Alex I, Edler's stretch I don't want to, I don't want to um, get all excited about this guy again, but yeah, I think he's going to be an absolute force um, yeah. again. With Delene, 3A, 3B. Yeah. Number five for me, a little bit different than Brock here. I got Brady Tuchuk. It's a guy who at one point this year I said, hey, he might be the best rookie over Elias Pettersson when he was rolling at a point per game pace, and Elias wasn't. Um, Brady slowed down quite a bit, like we expected from Ottawa. Yeah. But this is a guy who's going to be given the reins next year. Duchesne and Stone are likely on their way out. Um, as you, it, uh, either way, one of the two is likely out, and that should open up more time. To Chuck is, um, they decided to keep him instead of uh, what could be Jack Hughes next year. So they have to put all their marbles into Chuck's <laughs> They're bag. They're so dumb, so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's um, not a terrible consolation prize. It's but. absolutely not. And but you could add both. Yeah. <laughs> they, huh? Well, yeah, if you don't make the trade in the Especially first Especially if they lose Duchesne this year. That'll be hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing about Tuchuk that, that I should have even brought into contention, but his brothers just proved me so wrong that I'm just convinced the Tuchuks are just point, point machines. Because Matt, Matt Tuchuk like, was literally on fucking yeah. believable. And Matt Tuchuk, I was like, oh, he's like, not that so good. He's just a scrapper. The guy's putting up more than a point per game easy this year. Um, anyways, I think Kachuk is probably the player I was like legitimately the most wrong about. Like yeah. every, he, uh, a lot of every other websites, they say yeah. Brady's better Matt, than Matt. Matt was like, too, like everybody like else was so high on him, and I just I didn't really get it. Like you know, I projected him for like sixty points, like a solid yeah. year, but like, but you don't expect him to get the top minutes, right? Yeah, like, like, well, like in that top power play, he's been yeah, on like all year has been fantastic. Just like it's just, yeah. but he's got to be the guy. I mean, Patrick Kane. Uh, that was the most wrong, <laughs> yeah. but um, fuck, man, the the ticket chucks, man, they're yeah. they're so good. Absolutely, they are yeah. just so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heisman at six. Nah, number six, I have. Uh, uh, I I got caught Kanemi, so um, I won't write him any more than Brock has already. Right. Um, caught Kanemi, he was taken high for a reason. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, um, and he's they're gonna give him give him a lot of ice there. Yeah. So. uh I got Delina four, like I said before, and then I got Kachuk at five, like you. Oh, nice. Uh, I, again, very similar to, to Svechnikov. He's on pace for 216 shots despite playing 15 minutes and 31 seconds a night. Uh, it just screams breakout to me. We've seen it with guys time and time again. This was the Timo Meyer thing last year, yeah. uh, and we recommended him at this time last year. Uh, he was the same thing. I think he ended up with about 215 shots, playing about 15 minutes a night, and. You know, it's these you know type of guys. You know what's happened this yeah, they're just such safe beast. investments because 
just the the uptick in usage alone is going to be enough to just drive the production up and then if you know as a uh 20 young 20 something year old player if you get better in the process then you could really be looking at a serious breakout i think that's what we got here it's a lot harder to go cold too yeah um, the only reason i got him down here uh, below Darlene and Sveshnikov. I just think there's a little uncertainty there with the roster. Should be more ice time, but if I Mark Stone goes like, yeah, Kachuk might not ever get a point that's again. Yeah, that, that's what I would be worried about specifically if Mark Stone leaves. Yeah. Uh, good news is he seems like the one that Stone wants to stay and they thing, want to yeah. keep. Uh, they're gonna have to pay to make it happen, which Melnick never likes doing. So we'll see what we'll see what happens there. Convince uh, that guy's just broke. Yeah, I think best yeah. case for him, Duchesne leaves, Stone Stone stays, and they become like by far their number one line. There's no splitting the minutes there anymore. Number Hopefully, one Colin White call gets a little bit better too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I got Heiskanen at six. What's it's that? just for me, Heiskanen just did what I said for Darlene. It's going to take a couple more seasons until he reaches the full offensive potential. And really, I, I think not playing on the top power play unit is going to hamper his production. There's always a chance to go with 2D on the first unit, but he's not leapfrogging Klinberg on the depth chart anytime soon. Nope. Uh, where, as opposed to Darlene, where you could definitely see that happening with Crystal Lining. Uh, and then I'll just get into my next few here. I got Kakanyemi at 7. Uh, we talked about him, or you talked about him. Uh, I love Kakanyemi a lot. I think he's a terrific two-way player. Uh, and to show that side of the game already... Uh, so young really bodes well and it really makes you think that they'd be willing to give an uptick in minutes it's just interesting because they are pretty deep at the center position right now uh and it's great having him center of the third line well, so so crazy to talk about montreal being deep at center yeah, yeah. but it's uh no, you ever think you'd hear that yeah no, it's like not with big six well did you ever think domi would make a competent center in the nhl because you ever uh, think that domi would just cool off so drastically well like, yeah hey, but he's still last uh, night, though He's still a lot better than I ever gave him credit for the yeah. last couple of seasons. So, absolutely. Hats off to you, Max. And yeah, it really makes it difficult to predict with Kakanyemi. You would think eventually him and Dino, like I said, are just going to switch spots. Dino, such an excellent two way forward and even strength. Uh, kind of an ideal third line center. Yeah. So, if Kakanyemi's offensive game can blossom just a little bit more, we've seen flashes of it. Scored the OT winner, right, the other day? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Snipe show. Then I'm going to talk about some tendies. I got Mackenzie Blackwood at eight, and I got Linus Allmark at nine. Uh, I like Blackwood and Allmark a lot. I think they have the potential to be above-average fantasy goalies next season, which certainly warrants a spot on this list. Uh, but there's just a little more uncertainty here than with a guy like Carter Hart. Neither of these guys are guaranteed a starting job next season, and the Devils and Sabres just aren't quite on the Flyers' level just yet. If you're in a deep keeper league and you need help in goal, these would be a couple of good lottery tickets to go after. I think Allmark specifically. I, like, I, think, yeah. I think he's super good. Uh, yeah, Blackwood... you know, huge on Allmark. Yeah, Blackwood just uh, not as good of a track record leading up to the NHL, but the guy's done nothing but perform this season. Uh, and I think with the Devils' goaltending situation, they might not hesitate to go with him next season if he keeps it up. Let's see if Corey Schneider can get a win in the 2019 Devils. Yeah, and I would expect the Devils back. to be better than the Sabres next year, uh, but it's probably going to be pretty close. Um, so I, I just think these are two guys, like I said, they're lottery tickets. You can keep them on your roster until it's time to choose your keepers next September, and you'll have a much better idea of how the goaltending for each team is going to play out. I think if either of them look like they're going to be the dominant starter, they're definitely worth owning in fantasy and probably worth keeping. Like I said, if you're in deeper leagues, you're talking about keeping 10, 11, 12 guys, uh, and you need some help in gold, you might be able to find them on the wire, especially Allmark you can find on the wire. Blackwood starting a lot of games right now, so he's probably owned, but you could probably make a decent push for him and get him as a – as a keeper, and then I'll just throw in number 10. Henrik Borgstrom, the boy. Uh, the boy. The only reason I don't have him higher, I love his offensive upside. I think he's a great player. I just death. There's just really no room for him to move up that lineup. But Trocek's center in the second line, Barkov's center in the first line. If they continue to go with the more balanced top nine, the potential's there for maybe like a 55, 60-point season. Yeah. But I think best case for him is going to be around 50 points next year. Um, so, you know, it's more like potentially fantasy viable, rosterable. Uh, that's good enough to get you number 10 on this list. 
Dessert. I don't know why I only did five, six, and didn't continue seven, but uh, going back to my number seven, you guys talked about it a bunch. Took a chuck. Uh, he's had an impressive rookie season. Again, could take a hit if they move Stone. Uh, I don't think that Brady will arrive quite as quickly as Matthew did, simply for the fact that the Senators are junk. Uh, but thin position, pretty modest numbers so far this year. Cooled down specifically recently. I think he's a quality keeper league target right now, just because again you could probably get him for cheaper. Uh, you know, because he's a bottom of your roster guy for somebody who's challenging for a championship at this point in the season. Uh, number eight, D just mentioned him, Henrik Borgstrom. Um, one of the top center prospects in the NHL, six foot three, great two way game, put up points everywhere. He's every stop he's been at. Uh, twenty two points in twenty four games in the AHL went for. He was called up this year. Again, the only thing that would hold him to kind of like a third line role is the fact that Barkoff and Trocheck are just absolute stud muffins. But if uh, if the Panthers go out and get a guy like Artemi Panarin. That lineup's gonna be just loaded, oh, yeah. loaded to the gills, and he could be playing with somebody as good as a as a Hoffman on the third line. So I think he could still be a real good t- player. I think that the Panthers could be phenomenal next year uh, if they end up, you know, getting the guys that they're talking about getting. Uh, number nine's another goalie for me. Uh, not the same as Dylan's though. Thatcher Demko, uh, he's the second best goalie prospect in the NHL, I think, behind Carter Hart. Could see a decent workload in 2019. 20 season. Uh, Demko just one start in the NHL this season, but was rock steady in the AHL. Has been great at every stop along the way. And Jakob Markstrom is entering the final year of his contract next season, so the Canucks <laughs> will definitely want to see what they've got in Demko. Uh, you know, he could be a guy that starts, you know, 40% of their games or something like that. Uh, and should be a pretty good team. Pedersen's made them, uh, you know, a good team. Maybe Quinn Hughes makes a squad next year. Yeah. Uh, who knows? It could be a good team, and he could be a guy that sees. Uh, you know, 30, 30 starts potentially, yeah. uh, and you know that is maybe the, their number one goalie of the year after that. So I think that uh, when it, when we're talking about upside, if we're looking a couple years ahead, if this is obviously kind of more of a deep keeper league target, like if you've got like D said, uh, keep many talent, keepers, yeah. eight to ten, yeah. to twelve, whatever. I was uh, looking at Thatcher too. Yeah. The one Thatcher reason cracked mine. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, I, like I said, like you said, Brock. Probably a better goaltending prospect than the two guys that I mentioned, but uh, Blackwood and Allmark, I think, have a legitimate chance to break camp as the starter next for year. For sure. Uh, and you can't say the same for Demko at this point. So that's the only reason I left him off. The potential's there, uh, but I don't even think he'd be drafted at the start of Keeper League's next season. Maybe maybe, not. maybe it happens, but uh, I just think there's a lot more doubt there, and maybe we're maybe another year away before uh, we're looking at Thatcher. But uh, could definitely play out that way. We've seen you know some goalies get rushed up the pipeline. Uh, I.e. Carter. Well, Hart, fuck, so. we've been waiting for UC Soros forever, too. Well, we, we've seen Demko. Two more years. They, they, <laughs> Two more years of yeah, Rene. We've, we've seen them lean on Demko already this year. Um, and who's saying they won't again as they make a ridiculous playoff push because they're in a spot right now. Well, um, the only thing that's really hurt his value is that Markstrom's just been so good yeah, the last month. Yeah, he's just the last, last, the whole year he's been, he's been great. I mean, Anders Nielsen was good, and they're like, get him out of here. Let's get him out of here. We don't, <laughs> we don't want him. He's doing <laughs> too Demko, good. Uh, Demko's too good. Yeah, they, they had DiPietro, they got Demko. They got Markstrom, right? Oh, they're like, Pietro, we don't need man. another half decent game. How are they going to have DiPietro with Demko, man? They're going to be so good. I don't know. They're going to trade one. DiPietro's playing bad in Ottawa. Right Who are you now? moving? Schneider or Luongo? Yeah. Um, <laughs> number 10 for How me. How about both? Uh, maybe a little bit of a homer pick here, but I got Phillips and Dina. Uh, it was a bit surprising that Zadina did not break camp with the Red Wings like many, including myself. Zadina did not break camp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like we projected, but uh, definitely won't be called up this year. 
Uh, if he plays over, I think, eight or nine games, then it could make him eligible uh, for the expansion draft and they just want to not have to protect him. So unless Kenny Hollis is an absolute moron, which he might be. Yep, uh, could be. He could get called up, but I don't expect it. But Zadina had a bit of a disappointing showing at the trial. World Junior Tournament, uh, but has 11 goals, 11 assists, solid AHL campaign going right now. Gifted winger, uh, you know, just has all the tools to be a dominant uh, top six forward on a team that's just dying for somebody to do anything other than Dylan Larkin. Uh, They're terrible? That was a great win on Friday. Just fucking dominated the Leafs. Uh, But we won't talk about that too much, D. I was Uh, just echoing what you said. You get so defensive over something you said. Oh, they are terrible. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, (laughs) he could play uh, big minutes. Just couldn't wait to throw that in there. eh? They edged out an OT win. Oh, just dominated though. (laughs) Um, But he could play massive minutes in in Detroit next year and for one very good reason, because Jeff fucking Blashill will no longer be yeah. there. No, because they're good riddance. For some reason, God. resign them because they're dumb. Yeah, you're expecting uh, you're expecting smart things to happen. Your yeah, you're expecting. Uh, Bro, are you kidding me? Steve Eiserman is going to be the GM of this team this summer, and oh, well, it could happen. Hey, we're going to get Joel Quinville. <laughs> and oh, I don't. Let me think of someone else. I don't else. care about Joel Quinville. It could, they can. Higher Beebs Bondi, and you'd be better than oh, buddy. Yeah. Than, uh, well, Holland uh, throw a mean temper tantrum on that bench. Holland's mm-hmm. actually been linked to the Oilers. Holland's also been linked to Seattle, so he's yeah. getting the F out he's of town. He's getting linked everywhere. Yeah, because he's the best GM in the Fuck non-salary cap era ever. Um, <laughs> salary cap. He's just just a buffoon. He's got no idea. Like really if he doesn't trade Jimmy yeah. Howard at the deadline because of loyalties to Jimmy Howard, uh, like he should just be burned at the stake. I'm gonna stop Brock there and start my seven to ten before we yeah, go on even more Detroit issues because we know we could go all night on that. Uh, seven, I, I got Miro Heiskanen. Um, again, uh, same reason you guys do. I uh, just don't see him passing. Um, Picked up another apple tonight. Lineup. He's got thirty-four on pace with thirty-four points. He now. looks great. They love him out in Dallas, but uh, you know he's got nine goals, which is uh, worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah he's he's a phenomenal year. Like Fourteen. I totally yeah. get why they took him where they did. Um, Number eight for me is Colin White, someone who wasn't mentioned by either of you guys. Can we, hold on, can we I just mentioned talk about him briefly quickly? when we talked about Brady TK. Can, can yeah. we just talk about how like amazing Heisman and Klingberg are, and then the other four defensemen on that team are just, just, just terrible. Esselindale. Esselindale. Esselindale is not bad. Every time they go and see Roman Polak playing like second pair of minutes, I just feel like baffled. Steven Johns is hurt though, right? Yeah, yeah. Johns yeah. is solid. Always yeah, hurt. he's not. He's like borderline second pair. Like he's yes. for sure NHL rosterable. You know, yeah, that no, yeah, Johns yeah. is like like yeah. If he's on your third pair, yeah. If he's your sixth defenseman, you're fine. So yeah, yeah. maybe not a guy you want as your fourth defenseman, but yeah, he's solid. He's, uh, yeah, and he's gonna throw a hit. Yeah, but it's almost like the you know the best players on on that team aren't the problem, and it's a severe lack of depth. Yeah, but let's know. call him out anyways. Um, Horseshit depth, if you ask me. Yeah. Call a space speedy speedy owner, call him yeah. out. But uh, number eight for me, Colin White. Blake uh, Como, top top line right winger. Can I get going on Colin yeah, White? Uh, 26, 26 I'm points to see this how you year. get going on Colin uh, White. So. 26 points this year. It's a guy, he's, he's one of those older rookies, we'll call him this season. Uh, 15th overall pick, I believe, a couple years back. Um, Ottawa, we've talked about them losing players. They're just a terrible team, and it's yeah. a guy who can move up a lineup. Yeah. Um, can I say I thought he was in the league for like nine years because he just has the most bland name? would. Exactly, <laughs> and because there's like four other white right? prospects. Yeah. yeah, there's like a bunch of C white. whites, I yeah. swear. And, uh, and it, exactly, he's, he's a... About ten games in the season, I realized he was a rookie, and I was like, yeah. wait. Oh, <laughs> wait no, a th- second. Honestly, him and Mark Stone are just the same player to me. Too, Mark right? Stone. Like, they just look the same. I don't know. Yeah, one of them's a point-per-game player. One of them is a half a point <laughs> but yeah for me white's had a, a, a actually a pretty decent um, rookie campaign from, yeah. from being a third line center 11 goals 
which is not bad. Um, he's on pace for about 17 on the year, I believe, which I'll take that. Uh, could be a 20-goal yeah. scorer next year. That's enough for him to surpass a couple names on this list. Well, I think if Duchesne goes too, he's like bonafide oh, yeah. number one center. Which is and crazy. That stone line. Logan Brown. Yeah, that stone day. line has looked the bonafide best with Kachuk, hey, White, Stone. I mean, like Someone's on that team. Someone's got to do it. Well, I know. It's Someone's got to do it. Like, yeah. I like the fact that they like. Are but he could put up 55 points in that role Jackie for sure. Nice. Yeah. Number nine, though, I got Thatcher Demko. Um, I like this guy. He's a monster. Uh, I love Michael DiPietro more, but I don't think he's going to touch ice in Vancouver just because this guy is so good. The fans are super excited for this guy, as they should be. He's played quite well in the AHL. Um, they've gone to him this year, shown that they're they're kind of rushing the process with him as well. Um, he's a yeah. guy, like Brock said, if he gets 40% of starts. Markstrom, there's no reason why this guy shouldn't go back, come back down to earth. and uh, He should be traded in the offseason. Realistically, really, yeah. While the, while the value's high and the stove's hot. Yeah. Um, I would trade him. You get something off on the market for him before you, like, you can be, yeah. you know, you have to scrap out uh, barely anything at the deadline. Uh, uh, yeah. And then you look at just adding a random veteran off in free agency yeah. to kind of help you get through with Demko or whatever in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, my number 10 here, I... Uh, had to go homer pick as well, but I went Cal McCarr. Oh, there um, he is. I'm not even sure, honestly, if you can grab him in your Yahoo, but Brock put him on the list, so I had to use him. But uh, Cal McCarr's a guy who's just absolutely been dominating the NCAA. Um, if you read anything about anything, his name is... <laughs> if you read anything about anything. In, uh, and literally, Cal NCAA, McCarr. his name comes up just because I, he's, a, he's a freak right now. Um, he's a man among boys. It's pretty scary. Guy who I think is NHL ready now, um, but you know NCAA. Yeah, regardless. he's also playing against a bunch of scrubs. It's hilarious because you can get super random, but in Chelly you can get Zudina. You can't get Cal McCarr because he's in NCAA, mm-hmm. so they can't pay him. Right? So Colorado just doesn't have prospects. Anyways, Cal McCarr is my. He's no, imagine starting a franchise with the Avalanche having no Cal. Yeah, no, yeah, it's um, But this is a guy who I could see uh, joining their top four while they kind of protect him, put him in offensive situations, and if that's that happens, he can easily be. Um, a 40-plus point guy. I mean, we talked about how crazy that is to happen. If there's someone I could see breaking that, um, he's, he's not, he's not the total player that Delene is um, as far as total package, but I do think he's more offensively gifted. I tweeted, like, I retweeted a clip of him the other day, and it was just like, Cal Bacar is one absolutely the insane. Three and shots he, like, got blocked, and he just kept yeah, picking him up. And like, he made, a crazy, the made a crazy play at the blue line, like, ripped a shot, got blocked, got it back, ripped a shot, got blocked, ripped another shot, got blocked, and well, this guy can't get a shot through. Toe dragon, but then, dude. But then, like, right after, a guy picks the puck up in the corner, and he went from the blue line to the corner and just fucking blew something blue up. Line. And I'm like, that, what a shift. shift. That's Didn't what get does. a shot on that, but it was a crazy shift. He does it all. Proved it at World Juniors last year. Um, he was He was like Thomas Chabot the year before, and we all know what Thomas Chabot did this year, so it's got to happen again. Something um, like that. Totally kidding. But, uh, yeah, he's my 10. I had to give him a shout-out there. Yeah. This is exciting. A lot yeah. of rookies. Rookies are... Well, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope it helps. Uh, I hope you guys are able to it's make some trades, get some good keepers. Uh, hopefully, it's a bright future for your keeper league rosters. Yeah. Uh, brighter like than the, the Ottawa Senators' future yeah. uh, when they have to trade away their number one pick this year. Hey, they're one top pick away from having a decent... Co- oh. oh, wait a minute. It's going to take a couple years, Maybe man. you can get something in the second round, you know? No, honestly, the most unfortunate part about it is, like, where is Mark Stone going to be by the time the picks they get in two or three years are going to be... You know, ready to Retired. contribute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Mark, Mark Dunn. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, that was uh, season four, episode 22 of the DFO podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We're back on track. Uh, Going to continue to release Tuesday episodes. And uh, keep an eye out, as always, on Tuesdays 
the $5 DraftKings contest. I'm gonna up the entries a little bit tomorrow, so make sure you guys fill it up. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I down. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.